Padraig Harrington has become one of the most popular players in the world, and it's for good reason. He's a player that's willing to engage. He's a player that's willing to be honest. He's a player that has great credibility behind what he's done on the golf course. In fact, he has won professionally 31 times. 15 of those came on the European Tour, six of those on the PGA Tour, three of those were major championships, the 2007 Open, the 2008 Open, and the 2008 PGA. Now, do you know how many players have won 15 or more European Tour wins and three major championships? The number is exactly four outside of our next guest, Seve, Tiger, Faldo, and else. Pretty good company to keep indeed. He's played in 308 PGA Tour events, 442 European Tour events. That's a whopping 750 Tour events at the highest level 67 times. He has either won or was runner-up or finished third. He's played on six European Tour Ryder Cup teams. Of course, he is now the captain of the European Ryder Cup team. In 2008, Padraig Harrington was a European Tour Golfer of the Year, the PGA Player of the Year, and the PGA Tour Player of the Year. In 2014, he was the recipient of the PGA Recognition Award for his outstanding contribution to golf. Although he isn't technically in the Hall of Fame as yet, we're going to go ahead and throw him in there. He is destined for the same. Uh, He's been having a lot of fun on social media with posting some tips that everyone can enjoy through all of this madness that we are going through and it's a pleasure to catch up with Padraig Harrington on this morning how are you Padraig yeah I'm doing pretty well Matt how are you I'm doing well thank you well I take it you're back home uh in Dublin through all of this craziness is the family with you yeah I'm back home in Dublin we've just uh we've had two weeks of social distance distancing two weeks of lockdown and we're going into another three weeks of lockdown. So uh, I think people are handling it very well here. Uh, we're lucky the weather has been great. So uh, it obviously helped things move along nicely, but it's 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 kind of tough. You know, I've got everything I need here at home. Things are pretty good here. but So I have, like, obviously good times here. I'm enjoying my time at home with my kids and things like that. But then mm-hmm. you obviously get times in the day where you're reflecting. I have an older mother, you know, friends and families. So there, there are worries. There's kind of highs and lows, and sometimes when you're enjoying it, you feel a little bit selfish. And sometimes when it's when you're feeling a little down, you you have to go talk to somebody and and you know get it out of you. What kind of perspective can you can you possibly give on something like this when you're talking to your own kids and your own family? To because this is uncharted territory. It's it, it, it's certainly hard to have perspective in the position that somebody like myself would be, as I said, it, it's it's not hard to social isolate in, in, in a nice big house with a garden where you can hit golf shots and things like that. But I think, you know, I try not to get outside of my own box, if you know what I mean. I don't want to be out mm-hmm. there telling people how, to, how they should feel and how they should live their lives. But when it comes to my own kids, obviously... This is a time you talk to them a lot about not just what's going on with the situation, but just generally life and, and you know, understanding, I suppose, risks in life and why you have to take, you know, maybe take extreme reaction to things that can cause death 
where, you know, like this, and you have to be very careful. Whereas, you know, if it wasn't such a serious thing in, in terms of death, if the outcome wasn't so inevitable, you know, you wouldn't have to react like this. And, and it, you know, it, it's just, you know, so there's plenty of learning and, and, and going on amongst the family, but I'm certainly not that person to be out there telling the, giving my opinions to the world on anything but golf. And how much you, you mentioned that so you've been able to hit some shots, and I've seen some stuff on social media where you you know you're hitting wedge shots and having some fun in the garden, as you put it, back at the house. Was that just to kind of do something, just to 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 make your voice heard? And I know that's not the primary motivation, but just to somehow take up the time and have some fun. I love coaching. I re- I like playing my pro ams every week. I like coaching my three amateur every week. I love doing corporate clinics and trying to. It, it, it's the bit of the contrarian in me. I like telling people stuff they don't know. I love a good argument. I love to change somebody's opinion. Uh, and this is my opportunity to to, to talk to... So, and I'm, I'm only talking to the mid, mid-range golfers, the weekend warriors, the guys who play... Guys and girls who play casually, the beginners, and try and get them on the right road. Most people are... Uh, Amateur-wise, now, not elite golfers, but amateur wise are distinctly confused by what they should be doing in golf and generally if you told if you, which i'm trying to do if you tell them to do the exact opposite of what they think they'd be a lot better at golf <laughs> that's absolutely classic uh is as well you've got the the title and and the job and the responsibility all that goes with being the european Ryder cup captain i, I know i've asked you this before in terms of how the the title is sitting with you. The pressure, if you will, is sitting with you of, of of such a distinction. How is it going, particularly with where we're at right now? You're going to be asked, I know, by everybody you see in the store, getting coffee, what have you, what's going to go on with the, the Ryder Cup this year. I take it that at this point there really aren't any answers. It's been really weird because, you know, one, it has taken any stress and pressure off me in terms of, the enormity of being captain, you know, it's kind of the Ryder Cup is, you know, it's not that important. It's just that's just we. I thought it was everything at the start of the year, and now I'm thinking, well, you know, we'd like to play it, but it's like now it's not. It's nowhere near the want and desire that was there. Maybe when it, when we get back to it, yes, but you understand where it sits now. So it has certainly taken some of the the stress of being captain, but obviously it's provided. New stresses. Uh, I'm still preparing every day, you know, as if we're going to play that match in September. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at still having meetings and going through whatever it is, whether it's, it's uh, yeah, I, I watched yesterday, I watched a video of, of one of my, uh, one of my team having his kids showering, showering outdoors for about five minutes in the rain suit to make <laughs> sure it's waterproof. That that was part of my day yesterday, so uh, yeah. So I'm still doing the the day to day stuff, but then there's new stuff to sort of like, what are we going to do with the qualification system? How how has that been impacted? I've seen a number of different mathematical models about you know if we get back at this date and what points we've played for, what points are still available, all that sort of stuff. So there's there's some new stuff in it. There's some old stuff. There's then there's the question of which everybody seems to want, and uh, you know I get to, I still get texts from my friends, you know, who are 
who are booking flights or, or maybe have flights booked accommodation, you know, and they, they're, they're asking me, well, are we going ahead? You know, are we going to play in September? And I'm, I'm looking at them, you know, and I'm going, like, do you think I know something about this virus and, and what governments are going to do that, you know, that nobody else knows? And, uh, like, it is slated to go ahead in September. It's got its date. It's got the best date of all in terms of, of the big events because it's at the end of the year. We're preparing to go ahead. And the only thing that's going to change it is governments and the virus, which is is, is a big only. But it, it, it is the fact. We, we It is outside our control. Everything is is you know, dependent on, you know, freedom of travel at that stage. You know, what's going to be like to travel across borders? Who, you know, are they, you know, are they going to be welcoming? And there is a general consensus, which, you know, mightn't have been clear at the start, but is very clear now. It will not go ahead without spectators. So, you know, there will have to be freedom freedom of movement at that stage for for spectators to be able to go and watch and, and even players. So, you know, that's, everything to do with governments and the virus and, and very little to do with uh, uh, the Ryder Cup committee and probably absolutely nothing to do with me as captain. <laughs> well, one thing that will definitely have to do with you as captain, you were talking about the points and the qualifications and these models that you're looking at. You were pretty widely quoted as saying that uh, you'd, you'd love to have 12 captain's picks. But, I mean, if you look at the European points right now, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, John Rahm, uh, Rory McIlroy, uh, Victor Perez uh, on the world points. Terrell Hatton, Danny Willett, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Lee Westwood, and Bernd Wiesberger would take you to nine right there. I mean, no, no matter how you slice it, it's a credit to the strength of the European team. That's pretty strong right out of the gate. You know, I, I've got to say our points and world ranking points were working out nicely as as is. Uh, we have a few rookies in there, but they're very good and strong rookies. There was no, there was nobody at this stage that, in, 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 with a chance of qualifying, like a like a high probability of qualifying that I wasn't happy with. It was it was looking good from from a European perspective. Uh, so you know, whatever way this goes, it, 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 it's, I'm going to have a strong team and the strongest team I think I, I could hope for. Uh, it wasn't like somebody had a, a random couple of weeks from nowhere and 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 is going to make the team or or whatever that mightn't be a good player. The, the rookies are actually very good. I actually I'm more curious, and I, I you know I'm wondering how the US team is panning out uh, based on the the qualifying. What you know with the changes, I must actually obviously I don't have any control over, it, but I'm curious. You know it. it how their system is working out because they've, they've obviously had a year and a bit, a year and a half of qualification. No, how long did they, they get? They have a two-year cycle, don't they, for the Ryder Cup? Yeah, it's a two-year, but in the first year, it's just the majors. So the oh, European, the, the, the PGA Tour, as you know, is almost 50% the way through this season. So right now, the top eight on Team USA would be, uh, and this is one through eight, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Gary Woodland, Xander Shoffley, Webb Simpson, Justin Thomas, Tiger Woods, and then the next four, if you please, Tony Finau, Matt Kuchar, Bryson DeChambeau, and Patrick Cantley would make uh, 12 names that I just gave to you. Wow. So even on the USA side, it's strong. They're, re- they're really struggling, aren't they? <laughs> That's it. 
I, I feel so bad for them. Oh, yeah, that's, gosh, that's, they'll have to rewrite, re, rewrite the whole book, won't they? You know, if they turned up with that team, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty it's strong affecting, either way. I don't, think it's affecting, I don't think it's affecting them too much. And, and you know, I, I hate to say it, looking at it too, they have a few players there that don't mind playing a little bit of golf, which is a good, you know, I, you know, there's a couple of those players that are quite happy to play once every, like Tiger doesn't want to play much golf, Brooks doesn't want to play much golf, DJ doesn't want to play much golf. I've seen a lot of names that are, are very comfortable with, yeah, I'm happy to play once or twice every month or, you know, they're good coming off break. So that's a, that's a bit disappointing for me, isn't it? Yeah, but overall, you know, for all the concern about the points and the qualifying, on both sides of the Atlantic, the, the, the point system, respectively, are still producing fantastic teams. Ultimately, it's, it's based yeah, on who's playing it, well in this. We're going, to have the best, we're going to have the best 12 players of both teams. It, it, you know, they're going to, there's going to be a system there that has enough wiggle room in it that, you know, if somebody's not getting in, they can get picked. The teams are going to be strong. Whether we play a lot of golf or not a lot of golf, we're all going to turn up. It's fair to both sides. It's match play after all, and you you, you know we'll just go at it. Uh, and and that's the great thing about the Ryder Cup. The players are quite friendly off the golf course now because we play a lot. You know, twenty five years ago and before, European players didn't get to play much in the states. Didn't even get into some of the majors in the states. So there was a, we didn't know each other. There was certainly animosity between teams. Now. All the players play with each other for there's probably 15 events that everybody plays together in, you know, outside of the majors, the world events, those sort of things. So the players know each other, they're friendly. But what, on the golf course, we play really hard. It's, it's the ultimate in a sporting match, as in, you know, during the Ryder Cup, the players really do get into it. It's like a, like a, like a good match against your brother or something like that. You know, the way you just really get into it. But also, once you finish, the players shake hands. We, we, you know, we generally celebrate together or commiserate, whichever it is. So it's in a really nice competitive space, the Ryder Cup now. It's very competitive, but we're, we respect each other. We're friendly enough. But there is enough niggle in the actual matches to make it exciting for, for, for everybody. Absolutely brilliant. Now, you know, during this uh, kind of lockdown, if you will, I've been able to uh, safely social distance, but share company with your man, Tim Clark, who's the president of Wilson Golf, who who was the one that reached out even this time. He said, why don't you talk to, to Padraig and see how he's doing? I said, I'd love to. How are you doing with, with the Wilson equipment? Uh, how settled in are you with, your, with everything that you want to play uh, in the months that remain? And when you have time off like this, do you start to kind of look at this and look at that a little bit and wonder? I, I, I'm... Actually, was very settled, and it, it it does some some years. It does take you a month or two. The thing I've been toying with this year is I basically carry a driver, a two wood, a four wood. Now my next club is a four iron. I don't carry anything between my. It's actually a five wood, but it's a strong five wood, and a three wood's a strong three wood. So it's like driver two wood four wood. I what, carry what do you mean a three wood is strong? Padraig, is it a so is I, it a, a fourteen thirteen degree? degree? 13 degrees, so it's okay. it's, it's a driving wood, you know, and the four, the five wood, I hit it 255 in the air, so, you know, it says five wood on it, okay, but that's all it says on it, it, it it's, it's a powerful club, but then I go to, uh, like, a Wilson V4, uh, 
it's like a hybrid iron. It's very powerful. So I, again, I can hit that anything from 235 down to 210 even. So it's, it, that takes a lot of shots, that club. And, and the five wood, the two of them have to fill a huge gap because I want to carry a lot of wedges. So I literally carry a 46-degree wedge. I carry a 52, a 56, a 60, and a 64. Now, one of those clubs has mm. to come out every week. There's always going to be either a three wood or a five wood or one of those wedges has to come out because there's 15 clubs. And, you know, I, I know... I. You gave me a nice intro. That I actually, you gave me a stat in the intro. I didn't know the sixty-seven top threes is is something I didn't know. So I, I thanks for that. But I know I've had sixty-seven top threes in professional golf, but they don't allow me to carry fifteen clubs as of yet, at least not officially. So uh, I have to drop a club every week, which is, is that's my only decision every week. Is you know, am I going to be hitting a lot of wedges? Well, you know, I want to try and get five wedges in here, and you know, maybe you hit a little bunt of a driver some weeks instead of carrying the three wood. And it, it would, again, depend on how many those sort of tee shots that maybe if the par fives are very long with no water, you then carry that strong three wood because you're not worried you're going to have a go at the green from 280 off the fairway. Uh, but clearly that would be a silly shot if it was 280 over water. So, uh, you know, would need the three wood in that situation. So it, it's kind of, that's the, the clubs are set, but the strategy each each week still has to has to be determined based on the golf course I'm playing. Have you started to look forward in less than two years from now and saying a PGA Tour Champions is something that you may want to dip your foot into the pool a little bit? I, I I've I've up to this year I said no no I'm going to play and win on the main tour I'm going to be I'm going to be here forever. But, wow, it's difficult on the main tour. It is so tough now. Like, you know, I have no room for error on the main tour. I, it's And this is the problem. Players play very well when they are in their comfort area. Now, what I mean by that is if, if you know, if I turned up in a tournament on the PGA Tour, every time I'm hitting an eight-foot putt, I'm worried if I miss this putt, I'm. I can't win. I need to hold. Every, I can't take any hits, any punches during a week to win the tournament, and even to make the cut because the depth of it is very strong. Whereas if you put me out on the same golf course, same tee times, but I was playing against a, uh, you know, uh, a lower standard field. Say I was playing uh, against somebody I was comfortable with, my mate. Well, I would shoot a better score because. I know if I miss this eight-footer, I'm still going to win the tournament or I'm still going to have a chance of winning. So you play better in a smaller pond. That's basically what I'm saying. And I'm in a very big pond at the PGA Tour and it is putting me under, right on the edge. And look, I, I see this in loads of other professional golfers. When players are on top of the game, you know, they just good things happen. But when they're right on the edge and they're feeling like I need a big week, I need a big week because somebody else is playing well. And you'll see this in majors. Guys who are dominant in form and majors, they're good because they, they know they can take those hits. They can take a few misses. And, of course, if you can take a few misses, you won't miss. But when you start looking over your shoulder and wondering about, well, what if somebody else plays well? And if, if he plays his best, I'm going to have to play really well. Well, that's when you tend to make more mistakes. It's, it's just a, it, And I know I'd love to tell you that, you can, I can logically think through this, 
Uh, but the PGA Tour is tough for me at the moment, and I, I would certainly... Now, looking at that Champions Tour, 20 under par seems to be a lot of golf for three rounds of golf. Uh, and the stuff I'm doing well is not the, is the opposite of good scoring. Is I, like, I, I still hit the ball long, and physically, I play on the PGA Tour, and I don't... You, If you were watching me play, you would not in any way look at me and go, I'm being disadvantaged against the field because of age. Uh so I'm disadvantaged because I just don't put as well because I'm under more stress and pressure. Uh, hopefully, I get to the when I get to the Champions Tour, there is somewhat more of a of a relaxation and a little bit more of well, there's no push for starters, so that will make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's and believe it or not, that that is the way it is. You 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 know when things uh, when you're within yourself. You just play so much better. I, I describe it. I don't know how competitive people are in the states, but I know you have a worldwide audience. Most members in a golf club would know the nine handicap golfer who plays like a five handicap. Would you? Would you know one of those, Matt? Yeah, quite a few. Seems like every one of them. Okay, put them off five handicap, and they won't play like a nine handicap because they've no spare shot. You, every one of those nine handicappers, because they know they're so good, they stand the first hole and they've got an eight-footer for par. Sure, they, they're going to drop a few shots on purpose during the day to play to nine. So it doesn't matter whether I hold this or miss this. Now put them off five. All of a sudden, they have no wiggle room. They have no ability. If I miss this, I'm, and they don't play well at all off five. So off nine, they can play to five, but off five, they can't play to five at all. And that's similar to the sort of experiences I would be going through now. It's just really a little tight for me. And, you know, I miss the odd putt because of it. Well, Padraig, I, I want to thank you for taking the time to spend with us today. I'm wishing you and your family and, and everyone back home the, the very, very best in, in health and safety and that we get through this thing. Wishing you the best with your captaincy of the Ryder Cup as well. Fingers crossed in every way, but I, I absolutely want to thank you for taking the time during this time to spend with us. Thank you very much, Matt. It's been a, been a pleasure. As always, I like talking. <laughs> thank you.